0: Before we get into
1: today's episode, just a reminder about our subscriptions.
2: Yes, if you're not subscribed to Back for Seconds, you are seriously missing out. Um, If you use Apple Podcasts, you don't need to change anything. But if you're on Spotify or any other platform, you will need to go to subscribe.betches.com in order to update that subscription. And it's all there. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And
1: Emily Lubin.
2: Remember, shoot like you have a secret. We're here to amuse
1: your boosh.
2: Hello, and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Emily. And
1: I'm Remy. And today we're joined by a very exciting guest curve model and lifestyle blogger, Rayanne Langis. Hi. Welcome, Rayanne. Guys, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. We're so happy to have you here.
2: So thrilled to have you. And you have come up on the show before. Yeah. We, yeah,
0: I talk we? about uh-huh. you a lot.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> How <laughs> have I not heard this? I don't know. I should have, I should have sent we it to you. We should have sent it. Yeah. We totally should have. But, um, you know, I didn't want to seem too fangirly. But here, let's give the backstory first. Mm-hmm. We actually met Ray several months ago. We went to this Spotify, Spotify dinner. supper. Yeah. Spotify yeah. supper. Yeah. Yes. For
1: wellness people.
2: Mm hmm. It was, it was specifically health and wellness podcasters. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Rayanne, you have a podcast called The Confident Collective.
0: Yes. Um, and
2: we heard all about it. We were sitting at the same table. I was so, so taken by you. Mm-hmm. Um, not just because you're, you know, gorgeous and flawless, which you are, but you're so like you radiate confidence, which makes sense because The Confident Collective, hello. And you just have like such a lovely personality. Um so and I talk
1: about you because I can't find bathing suits ever and you always are doing try-ons that gotcha. inspire the shit out of me.
3: Right. Well, so thank we, you so much. I'm honored. Yeah, oh my no, goodness. We're
1: honored to have you.
2: Yeah, so we started following you and then seeing all your bathing suit try-ons. Oh, yeah. It inspired us and Remy in particular to buy bathing suits and she bought a whole yeah, bunch in of them. I know
1: I need
3: to see you inspired me. To oh my god, I'm excited.
1: This bathing suit. <gasps>
3: Ooh. So cute. Wait, this color Thank is everything. Thank you. I love that color. Where is this from? Lucky, but via TJ Maxx. She's oh, a Max Denise TJ- We love TJ Maxx. Mm. Okay, where's yours from? Okay. <laughs> Mine is a little sportier. No, I love that. Thank the one you. Piece.
2: It's a one piece. It's got a little knot. Mm-hmm. Cute. Um,
3: pink and orange. This is from Solid and Striped. I have Which a feeling. It is my favorite brand. Okay, I haven't tried theirs yet, but that's very cute. I don't know if it, I... I don't know. Maybe they've expanded sizing, but I don't. I don't think it used to fit I me. I was wondering about so, them, but it's very cute. They have really cute. Shit. Thank you. But both. I'm loving like the bright color moments. Today.
2: Yeah, you know, and this blue with Remy's eyes is like perfect. Yes. Yeah.
3: stunning, stunning.
2: And I like that the little ruffle like kind of looks like a sleeve.
3: A
0: little sleep, a little fun moment. It's a little moment, yeah.
1: Anyway, so you inspired us a lot, and you inspire a lot of people. And for anybody who's not familiar, can you share your background getting into modeling, lifestyle blogging, the business of confidence, et cetera?
3: Yes, I love that. We always say we're in the business of confidence. Um, So it all kind of started with modeling. So I was, I think, a junior in college, Mm -hmm. and Ashley Graham was in the first Sports Illustrated and it was actually an ad. It was like these like super hot guys like fawning over her. And she was like walking to the pool. And she looked like incredible.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I was like, wow. Like I like look like, I was like, I, my body looks yeah. like hers. Yeah. And I was like, wow. OK, like that's something that I would really be interested in. And at the same time, I was working at Better Homes and Gardens magazine um, because I went to school for magazine journalism. Cool. So I got to meet all these bloggers at the same time. So I was kind of like getting introduced to both industries Mm -hmm. simultaneously. But the curve modeling is what like really piqued my interest. And after college, I started a blog and was taking photos. And all these photographers I was working with were like, have you ever thought about curve modeling? Have you ever thought about curve modeling? And I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but like, I don't really know. Um, so I kind of just like in both industries just started going for it I moved to California was blogging like cleaning yoga studios nannying driving like two hours to castings Mm -hmm. because I lived in Calabasas at the time and really just was trying to pursue like both of these worlds I had no idea what I was doing and um, now it's been like 8 years, 8 plus years. Unreal. Um and I definitely do more of the content side of things now cuz I've found that I just like that better. I like having a little bit more creative control and like control over the narrative. Mm. The modeling industry is a little bit more just like you show up and you're like a size 14 body. Not you're a really, mannequin. Exactly. Yeah. Um and those lines are like becoming more and more blurred, but it's crazy, yeah, I just I just was like these things are interesting to me. I don't like my corporate job. I'm just gonna go for it,
1: and curve modeling for anybody who's not familiar with that
3: what it's, what is the definition it's of just curve? an it's just an industry term mm-hmm. that's used for like plus size modeling, so plus but size modeling curve better. models are like, yeah, but my friend Jen, she just wrote a really interesting or was interviewed about like really everyone should just be called models, like mm. why does it have to be? a curve model, like why, why do you have to specify, um, curve model? It should just be model. Right. Yeah. But it's just like an industry term for right. plus size models. Cause they didn't really exist until recent years. So yeah.
2: do you agree with that sentiment? Cause I, I understand what she's saying, but at the same time, if you're looking for people to model specifically plus size collections, then you would need plus size models for that particular casting call. So do you think the that range is wide enough?
1: Like yeah. I feel like a lot of brands, I don't know if you feel this I mean, way, but they should have like a wide enough range to cast yeah, they should. a bunch of types of models.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think like I I see so I do see the benefit in like a term. Like I always use when I'm like creating content, I always will be like use the term midsize or size 14 because I do think it's a tool. Like if mm-hmm. someone is trying to find someone who they look like to shop from I do think that's like a a great tool to use but I do think at the same time like it does kind of take away like they are models like curve model whether you're a size 16 or a size 2 you're a model Mm -hmm. right and what if you start out as a curve model let's say
2: you're a 14 or a 16 and then you lose weight now you're not a curve model. Now you're just a model, but you were a model the whole time,
3: right? Or like vice versa. People like a lot of agents will tell girls to like gain weight mm-hmm. because they're too right. They're like, not
1: one way or the other.
3: Yeah, my old agent would be like, you would you know you would work more if you just went up a few sizes mm-hmm. and things like that. It's wild, wild. My world. my
1: oldest brother um once said to me when I was younger, he said you should be a plus size model, and I remember being so offended, and I do think. He might have meant it offensively too. He probably did. But at the end of the day, shouldn't anyone saying, you should be a model, shouldn't that be a compliment?
3: (laughs) Men love to use like plus size or like curve or like fat or big as insults. It's Mm. like, seriously. Okay,
2: but I, I sometimes, if I know a guy and I want to determine if he's a good guy or not. I'll look at who he's following on oh, Instagram. yeah! And I have noticed just from, you know, a random sampling that a lot of guys I know follow like hundreds of plus size models on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Really? Also, um, what is it called? BBW. BBW is a very popular porn search. I just find oh. it interesting that when, while it is very commonly used as an insult to say, "Oh, you're fat," or "Oh, like to to use coded language about weight and bodies," this is also clearly something that a lot of people find to be very attractive, and like, but you dis- can
1: fetishize something and not respect it or treat it respectfully as well.
2: That's that's yeah. true, of course, and that happens a lot. I just find it interesting that it is we're walking around acting like that's not attractive, oh, but we do
3: find it attractive a thousand percent but like we literally live in a society that tells us that it's bad. And like fat, the fat phobia that we all have runs really, really deep. And yeah, so many guys will like wanna, you know, will sleep with you, but they don't Mm -hmm. want to- Date you. Date you, Or tell people about you. Exactly, yeah.
2: Yeah. And growing up, I mean, this is an audio podcast. So for anybody who doesn't see the video, Ran is a tall woman.
3: What are you 5'10, 5'11? I'm 5'11 and I'm I'm like a 5'11 and curvy. So I'm just like I always joke like I'm just like I am a big human. Like I'm just <laughs> and I don't I don't even realize it until like the other day I was at the post office and this guy was like whoa, girl, how tall are you? Or I'll be walking down the street and guys will be like, whoa, she big. And I'm like, okay. Within earshot. Yeah. Oh no, like literally to my face. <laughs> and I'm honestly like now, I'm like, I just love, I'm, I love being tall. I love being an Amazonian woman, but mm-hmm. it took a while to a get there. You just stand out by default.
2: Um, yeah, I can't it, It's so funny when you're tall, People do just go up to you and say like, "You're tall," and you're yeah. like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> but it is a thing that people love to call out. But did you feel out of place growing up, being tall, or or just standing out when you didn't always want to? Have yeah. you always
3: been tall since you were like a baby, or? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was a giant baby. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, were you really? No, I was like a no, normal size, you're wait, like yeah. normal size <laughs> baby. Normal oh, baby. But my family, like, so my dad is six four, my uncle's six seven, my grandpa was like six five, like. I'm the shortest one yeah. in my family. Yeah. Wow. So my younger sister is six one. My older sister is six feet. So like I at home just was like, oh, that's normal. And then it's funny when I would like bring my family around like friends and stuff, they'd be like, well, your family's just, like, big. I'm like, oh, I just don't And You'd thrilling. bring them around the
1: smalls. Thrill- oh, the it's smalls. like, you guys aren't weird. Like, everyone else is just so small. Yeah, I'm like, why
3: are you guys so small?
2: It's yeah, freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> you just look up at everything? Like, Yeah. I'm
3: like, man, it's freaking me out. <laughs> so
2: you never felt weird about it or out of place? Oh, or- no.
3: I mean, growing up and, like, still coming to terms with like and I'm definitely on like the spectrum like I still have thin privilege and I'm still mm. um I would would say mid-sized. Yeah within in, a socially acceptable range. Right. Um but I did like growing up feel just bigger. Like I mm-hmm. did feel like I was taller than everybody, bigger than everybody and like you know you know, in high school everyone liked my smaller friend and mm-hmm. I didn't feel desirable and also I didn't see myself represented it all growing up so yeah I did feel like I did not fit in and I remember it was like crazy I would always be like okay, tomorrow's the day I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get skinny. Uh, like, yeah. my life is going to be complete. I'm going to be, all my problems will be solved. So yes, I did feel out mm-hmm. of place for sure. And
2: it, the representation that that was such a real thing. Like, I remember going to um, Forever 21 and they didn't have plus sizes back then. Mm-hmm. And all your friends- I was going
1: to say, the Delia's catalog did not have any tall girls.
2: Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> certainly. Not. I mean, that was for tiny, tiny yeah. ladies. But, yeah. but um, I just remember like- the culture of going to the mall in high school, um, because I was in a bigger body in high school and there just was not a single thing I could wear. And having to watch all your friends like try on hundreds of clothes and you would just circle around the purses and the earrings, like that is a very common experience that I've heard.
3: Because how old are you? How old are you? I'm 32. 32? I'm 33. Okay, so we grew up kind of in the Abercrombie, Hollister Mm -hmm. era, which was just minuscule. Nightmare shopping. Like it was... I would dread that place. Yeah. Also, you're gonna like
1: pass out from the fumes the second you walk in there. (laughs) It's also so loud. Pumping you full of cologne. Yeah,
3: it's like delusional. But I remember we were doing like a talent show, and me and my best friend were trying to find matching outfits, and Uh. she wanted to get it from there from Hollister, and I literally was like dreading it. Like I'm gonna have to tell her like we can't get it from there because I don't fit in there. And I was like dreading it, but. That seems to be a universal experience yeah, for girls growing up, already. For sure.
1: Oh my God, no! Those they were restrictive for everybody. You had to have a very, very straight body.
3: Oh, tiny,
1: teeny tiny. And I heard that Abercrombie is better now.
3: No, Abercrombie now is like one of my favorite places to shop. My skirt oh, is Abercrombie. Great. Their jeans are amazing. Like they've really cool. made a turnaround. Oh, they they've have turned good it around. jeans. Oh, yes. You need that's, to try their cheese.
2: That's shocking. Okay. You just opened a can of worms. I know. I'm gonna, sorry to your wallet. It's I've
3: got okay. good shopping recommendations.
2: <laughs> Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there and I've even made a few purchases from there and... that's n u u l y.com newly with two u's with code dst20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes
1: speaking of emily's wallet and shopping recommendations this is a girl who has like thousands of bathing suits like i was telling her i was like i'm really scared for this upcoming summer you know i don't really like to be semi nude around a lot of people i'm not feeling great right now and emily's like I have a thousand bathing suits.
2: It's it's an addiction. (laughs) I have a swimwear addiction. I took the tag off of this before putting it on. Like I. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's really bad.
3: As a fellow swimwear addict, what is your addiction to swimwear? So
2: I did bring this up on the show. It was explained better than I've ever heard it before by somebody on Married at First Sight. I don't know if you're familiar with that show. I'm not. It's a reality show, but but it's kind of irrelevant. But one person on that show said that she has hundreds of bathing suits and I'm like oh my god me too my ears perked up Mm -hmm. she's like sometimes I just try them on in my room I'm like me too I've never met anybody who was addicted to the same extent that I am and she said she was like yeah it's kind of like lingerie but it's functional yeah and I'm like yes that's exactly what it is I've never been into lingerie really Uh but I love bikinis and swimwear like they're just so cute and they match and but
3: they also have a
2: purpose. Yeah. Have you always been into swimwear? Is that what?
1: No. Okay.
3: So I used to dread when summer would come around. I would literally dread it because I knew I had to be in a swimsuit around my around people. Mm-hmm. And I had so much anxiety about it. Yeah. Like in high school, we all hung out at this guy's house. who had a, You know, you'd always hang out with the, at the guy's house who had the hot tub and the pool. Yeah, for sure. And I would always pretend to like forget my swimsuit. So <sighs> I would just like stick my feet in so I wouldn't have to be in my swimsuit. Aww. And like. So many girls feel like that. Yeah, I, mean, I do it all the time still. Being in a swimsuit is so vulnerable. Yeah. And yeah. that's actually why I'm so passionate about like swim now and love it so much because this thing that used to give me so much anxiety, I was like, this is exhausting. I'm going to just start wearing swimsuits kind of like, um, what do they call it? Immersion therapy or yeah. something? Yes. Yeah. And... Then I just I just love them. I love helping women find swimsuits that they love. like I have so many swimsuits. it's crazy. I love doing photo shoots and swimsuits. I just' am, I'm a swimsuit girl and I just want to like take back this thing that used to give me so much yeah, anxiety and stress what
1: was the the switch that flipped it though? was it the fact that you were already modeling or
3: yeah, so I started creating content and I just naturally when I moved to California was doing more swimwear mm. and I think if women are struggling with their confidence, I think doing like a photo shoot is so yeah powerful and can really help you see yourself in a new way
1: but with someone that you're comfortable with.
3: With someone that you're comfortable with and can help you <laughs> pose and do that. Because and won't if,
1: shame you for being uncomfortable.
3: Yes, 100%. Someone who's going to be like your little guide. Yeah. And if you have photos that you feel really good in, it really can change your perspective. So I was having all these photos of me in a swimsuit and I'm like, wait, I look hot. Like, why did I, why did I think that? And also it really helped. I followed a lot of curve models mm-hmm. um, and they were posting a lot of like swim and lingerie and showing their bodies and like, not hiding them and I, and the more you see something the more it just becomes normal and it's not taboo and something that you need to hide so i think it was like those yeah. two things happening simultaneously and then over time i just became like i want to help other women um get over the hump at, too. get over the hump yeah. and feel good in the swimsuit because do you know how many people will not go to the pool party or not go to the beach yeah or- we have a
1: betches like pool party coming up this week How are you feeling about it? I was feeling awful before
2: I found you. (laughs) I need you to feel good. Are there any styles or any types of suits that you don't feel comfortable wearing or that you avoid?
3: You Mm. know what's funny? Like I used to be more of like a one piece. Like I always wore a one piece. Now I like the tiniest swimsuit I can find. Mm. Like Frankie's bikini's string bikini like barely covers anything. That is weirdly what I feel so good in. Yeah. And I think it's just like taking time to get more comfortable with my body. There's also um, the,
1: like there's, you're not hiding anything right. with that. It's like a very proud thing. Whereas like, I remember an ex of mine dated a friend of mine as well. And Love triangle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was totally different times, but, um, and this should have been a huge red flag for me because I ended up dating him after years after whatever. But he said to her, you're going to have to start working on your body. Otherwise, you're going to have to wear one-piece's
3: ugh. The audacity. And
1: the audacity, but also it was just coupling one pieces into like something you should be embarrassed about, something that means yeah. that you're trying to hide your body or whatever, when really like one pieces can be like some of the sexiest.
2: Yeah. Not yeah. every one piece is like a scuba outfit that
1: covers every part of your body. Yeah. Not every one piece is like my long sleeved one. <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> Remy did get a long sleeve. Yeah. I was actually t shirt. I had a t-shirt I just wore that was like the full coverage, yes. you know, back in the day. But no, I love a long sleeve one piece. It's I know. Sexy. I saw you had a
1: short sleeved one, and that's why I bought my long Ooh. sleeved one. Oh my god, I'm
3: I'm seriously honored that I got hey. a, a swimsuit journey with you. <laughs> no,
1: it really. I I came in one week just being like, I'm so anxious about this, and then you happened to post. I think it was the Victoria's Secret one, and then like a, a Frankie's one, and then something else that I was just like, okay, I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna just go try them on.
3: Do you feel like what was the, the most like giving you anxiety about that about the party
1: um it's not even just the it's like we're with our colleagues and stuff you know that is an extra layer of it there might but also there might be like sports so it's like there's movement in the bathing suit too there's gonna be relay races yeah (laughs)
3: <laughs> okay. That's always a good, I, I will say that's, I love knowing what I'm getting into mm. because yeah. there's nothing worse than like, okay, I'm going to wear a string bikini. And then they're like, okay, we're doing races and, and volleyball. And you're like, um, my boobs will be out. yeah Like, like you got to be aware of what you're doing so that you can dress appropriately and feel good.
2: Right. Totally. You got to know if you're going to do a, a dive off the diving board, and your whole bottom will come off, which is what happened to me last weekend. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not a functional bathing suit. I'm curious, though. You actually hosted
3: a pool party recently. The best Um, thing in the world. Yeah. Can you tell us about it? Yes. Well, I wish you were in LA. I I would have loved to have you both there. Um, So basically, we wanted to do it last summer because – so it's been kind of like a year in the making. Because I don't know about you, but before summer – everything starts kicking up on social media and in conversations with the women around you probably of like, okay, it's 60 days till summer. What are you going to do? Are you going to hit the gym? Like, and a lot of it is like lighthearted and funny, but the messaging is still the same. And it's just like this crazy amount of pressure to like change your body in order to, like, have a good summer or put on a swimsuit. And I was just like, this is so stupid. So we decided to throw a pool party for 150 women. My business partner, Christina, and I, we co-founded the Confident Collective. And we invited 150 women from our community to come and to essentially just a body – love body positive whatever term you want to use pool Mm -hmm. party where you know it's going to be a safe environment Mm -hmm. you can come not worry about your body probably maybe put on a swimsuit for the first time for the summer for a long time and just have a really positive experience and it was so amazing i want everyone to experience this like girls were coming up to me and like Two girls came and and one of them came up to me and they were like, she was like, my friend told me she wanted to come to this. And she said it was a pool party. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not going. Mm. And then she explained to me the messaging behind it. She's like, I am so glad I came. This was so powerful to be around so many women of different body types who are just embracing themselves and each other. Like people were hyping each other up. It was amazing that's amazing.
1: unreal to like also go into it knowing the mission of it is everyone is accepting like i've been at a pool party recently where a friend of mine said to me i need to put my clothes back on i feel eyes on me
2: oh you know and you worst. assume the
1: eyes are bad eyes
2: yeah
1: or you know that by how they're looking that they're not i feel like am- you can take in between... in the nicest way yeah i mean sometimes i look somebody up and down because i am enthralled like i think they're amazing
2: ah uh, that's a good you know point. it depends
1: but- how your face sits but if you're in a place where it's like we're going yeah. to this because we've all felt this way at some point.
3: Mhm.
1: Like what a vibe.
3: Yeah, and you just know everyone's going in with the same mindset. Mm-hmm. So it's just automatically like a safe space. And it was it was so it was so incredible and so powerful and just so amazing to see these women come together and just have fun and not be like stressing about their body that wasn't the first one though was it no it was our first one stop oh. mazel
1: tov. it seems oh, like it was God. a success Congra- yeah no I, there were so many people in the comments like some who i know that were like um petition for next time to be in nyc and i was like I seconded
3: okay well, maybe we need to do one in new york yeah uh um, you heard yes. it your
1: first maybe
2: well was there anything in particular that you had to do to foster that environment like I don't know, did you have to set rules like no body shaming? Or like, mm. I doubt it. But like, or did you just assume if you're following us and you're here because of us, then you know yeah. what the deal is?
3: I think people kind of knew the vibe because of what we preach on our pages yeah. and like our mission. I think people knew what to expect, but we did do basically like a confidence catwalk <gasps> where we had people um, walk like along this little, just by the pool, this little catwalk. And imagine like walking in your swimsuit which maybe you're scared about and Mm -hmm. then you have 150 people screaming and hyping you up and being like you look fucking sexy like like go look amazing amazing." it was great girls were like crying people (sighs) were (sighs) it was just so cool so I think like that was one thing we did to really foster that like building each other up energy Mm -hmm. um we also had this like little wall where Girls would take polaroids of themselves and then um, pin it to like a love note to themselves. A little cheesy, but I That's like. I, I think it's important to get yeah. a little, you know, compliment yourself and really build yourself up. You have to be your own hype girl. Yeah, and taking photos again can be really daunting, daunting and stressful. So we had that. It was just really all about kind of getting out of your comfort zone and doing it in an environment where you know you're going to be supported. I
1: was going to ask about the photos because you were saying when you have photos where you look good, you feel so good and yeah, completely true. But one of the things about pool parties is that anybody can take a photo of you at <laughs> any time, at any angle. And some of those are not my fave. How do you deal with it when you see a, a picture that maybe you're like, I hate that angle of me or I hate...
3: I mean, it happens to everybody. Like, honestly, there was a photo from the pool party where I was like... Because, you know, uh, posing is... ever Like, yeah, you pose, posing, you know, lighting. lighting. Yeah. And... I saw this picture and I was like, oh, that really, I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know what? But then I was like, I'm a human being. And you know what? In mm-hmm. two, like, you can, ch- your body is so, it changes so much based on how you're sitting, how you're standing, whatever. And I was like, that's the last thing I need to be worried about on yeah. like, especially everything we just did for this yeah. party. Like, I'm not going to give up that power to worrying about that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, before it probably would have really like shook me seeing a photo I really hated. Um, but now I'm just kind of like, it eh, wasn't my best angle. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and that really no, it's is. kind of like,
1: I mean, thank God I look Bad sometimes because people would
3: hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't gotta
1: gotta keep it real. perfect. <laughs> I gotta, gotta keep it. myself
2: humble. Yeah. Um, no, but that that's so true. That's like the long and short of it, is that it's a bad angle. Um because when I see somebody else, like obviously when you're hunched over, when you're knelt over like it's not gonna be ever anyone's best angle. But yeah. when I see somebody who I think is so beautiful. Or it's like you're like
1: right in the sun and you're whole body is
2: washed out and you're like I am I'm a circle I'm Edward (laughs) Cullen
3: honestly a spray tan always helps
2: yeah it does always help although it rubs off on things but you know that's that's a subject for another day but my thing is like when I see somebody who I think is is stunning and they're hunched over and it's not a good angle I don't suddenly think they're hideous oh no but it's when you see or if you see somebody at a
1: bad angle that you've known for a long time you're not (gasps) wait (laughs) Wait, I knew been, it.
2: Have they been? You've uh, been
1: horrible looking this whole time. Like I've no. been
2: hoodwinked. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but but in your own mind, when you see an image of yourself not looking your best, there is kind of that flash of like, "Well, I'm hideous." Mm-hmm.
3: And it's crazy how we
2: see ourselves so much more harshly than we see other
3: people. Yeah, where are? I mean. We are our worst critics, but it's so funny too. We see ourselves through, it's so interesting that we are in a time where we see ourselves through the lens of our phone, Mm -hmm. because to be honest, probably like everyone sees us from our bad angles all the time, because when I'm gonna, you know, take a photo, whatever, I know I'm like, okay, this is, I like to cross my leg. I like to stand up straight, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. When I'm just like sitting here like this, like if someone's standing over here to my left, I don't think this is gonna be my best angle, but that's how (laughs) your people, that's how people see you. And like, it literally doesn't, it doesn't matter when like, I have women. my phone like down and like, oh, when you open in, it. in
1: ready position. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'll be like, oh, ugh. like for God forbid somebody see that. It's like, that's how my boyfriend wakes up most days right yeah. and he looks at me and he's fine with it.
3: Yeah. We're just used to seeing ourselves too like looking our our best all the time. If you're going to do like a store, like take photos or like a story or and maybe you're not. But like if you are going to take a picture, you're always trying to like mm-hmm. look good, mm-hmm. you know.
2: And as a content creator, do you feel pressure to always look your best or have you kind of let go of that?
3: I've kind of let go of that. I'm just like a little bit lazy. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't True, know. It does take a lot of if work. If I had to
1: love it every time, I'd never put out any content. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not going to do full glam and like do my hair every single day. That's exhausting. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no.
1: Okay, so Emily, you said spray tans are for another day, but I do want to address a spray tan. Do you, oh, you want to get into do it. Do you do spray tans for pool parties? Because I'm so, always, okay, I'm always nervous.
3: Oh my gosh. no! What are you nervous about?
1: It dissipating in the pool.
3: No. Honestly, I won't go on vacation. I won't go to a pool party. <laughs> I won't do a swimsuit without a spray tan. Okay. It just is like this one of these tricks that has made me feel more confident. And like I tell my friends if they're nervous putting on a swimsuit or going on vacation or like going somewhere in a swimsuit I'm like no, just get a spray tan and trust me you're gonna feel amazing like you just feel good and I'm like and if you get a good one I'm like looking at my wrist I'm yeah. like are my wrists orange right now <laughs> they're not um you'll, you'll you'll be fine it won't dissipate in the pool you'll be fine
1: you just have to wait a few days for it to sink in you can't go like day of yeah you of gotta wait
3: you I you always do it at night and then I go sleep in it Uh huh. crank up the AC so you don't sweat when uh-huh. you're sleeping Then you rinse off in the morning, and then you are a bronze, glowing goddess. And people will like be like stopping you on the street and being like, "Wow, you are a goddess." Do you
1: do booth, or do you have someone airbrush?
3: Um, Airbrush. Airbrush is
1: way better. Airbrush is the way. Don't do a booth. Gets drippy.
2: Well, also, um, I I mean, I have a girl for you if you if you need to connect because this girl came over to my apartment. I only got one spray tan. I was going to a wedding in Florida, and I just felt like I should be tan. Yeah. She came over and I learned so many things. First of all, the spray tan, depending on the formulation, can actually be really good for dry skin. So it doesn't just tint you. It also makes you like more supple, like more moisturized. She actually, this is kind of weird, but she told me that she spray tans her kids because they have (laughs) eczema.
3: Wait, that's what? really funny. I've never heard that before. She, well,
2: she comes over. She She's a hilarious woman and so, so talented. Like she sculpts your muscles. Like oh, she does yeah. the whole thing. But she comes over. She's wearing a big Guns N' Roses t-shirt. I'm like, this bitch is cool. But then she reveals to me she has seven kids. Uh-huh. And, um, and she spray tans them. And she spray tans them. So I'm picturing them all lined up. And she just has the thing mm-hmm. and <laughs> spray <So> tans them, <laughs> takes him to the beach. Oh, my God. I'm not entirely Wild. sure. But, yeah, it it's, you know, I think it's like refreshing your skin also, not just tinting it. Maybe a certain type of it. Yeah. It had coconut oil in it or something. Oh, cool. it, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely something to try
3: once. But... I, the thing or about every them- every time you go to a pool party. Well, I literally, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I get a, a spray you tan on like once a week for this entire month, because I've had so many things going on. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't been in the sun, that real sun at all. So It's I'm not better really, that, for your yeah, skin in that way. Yeah, it's not that, that good way. for you. Yeah. And that's like another- addiction that i have is
2: i'm a tanaholic so oh, are you that's why yeah it's really bad and i need to i need to stop i'm in my 30s like yeah. i need to stop but that's another reason why the spray tan is great because then you don't feel like you need to bake
1: what do you think of the sculpting muscles with tan though
3: i mean i don't know if it actually does anything do you feel it did anything yeah oh really yeah like she gives
1: you like guns and abs
2: yeah, like I looked flexed. Oh, I looked. Okay. Uh, it, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't overwhelming. I didn't look like a female bodybuilder or anything. But it, it's it, it just like lie like a six pack. Uh,
3: yeah,
1: she painted abs on me. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. When I was 14, I had a friend who went to a spray tanner and they spray tanned abs on her, and she was like, "You what? have to do this." Like, oh, it's really? incredible. And
3: I was like, "We are 14." Wait, that's crazy. No, I've never had the. I've never had this sp- contour she just does a I mean maybe she doesn't she just I don't know I just stand there and she just goes to town
2: I think it's kind of like they just put more in certain areas so they're creating shadows that's it's kinda, contouring I was gonna say it's it basically is contouring i like, yeah. like, I
3: think it's like basically contouring your face
2: yeah like right well I often think about this it's like where do you draw the line with mm-hmm. these things like if a spray tan makes you feel more confident that's That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. If wearing makeup makes you feel more confident, that's great. But then at a certain point, it seems like people are against, uh, you know, for example, fillers or like we just did a whole episode on cosmetic procedures. But then you think like, well, where do you draw the line? Because we get highlights or we might get extensions. or.
1: I think it's up to every person where they draw the line for themselves. Yeah. Basically, like. I know that I don't want lip filler because I'm scared of what it might look like. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I know one of our coworkers is obsessed with her lip filler and talks about it every and I'm so happy for her. Yeah. yeah.
2: I love it for her. Yeah. But then, you know, I, I just think it's like it's a tiny bit hypocritical to be like, oh, getting lip filler is bad because you're not accepting the way you look But you can wear makeup every day and contour your face
1: and spray
3: abs on and and that's fine. I feel like it needs to be all or nothing. The
1: earth is hypocrisy.
3: Yeah, honestly, I just feel like as women, we have enough being like like berated for. Like, honestly, if one woman wants to get her lips done, like go off, girl. Like if one woman wants to get her abs spray tanned on, like... Why do we care? Like, let's just let everybody do what they want to do. There's right. you know? man-eating
1: alligators out there, you yeah. guys. Just live your life. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. Tom
3: Schwartz reference. Oh, I don't... Oh, I'm out of the loop. Okay. I'm sorry. Some listeners <laughs> some listeners got it, and it's okay. That's all that matters. That
2: one was for
1: them. So when uh, preparing for... A pool party it's not like you just have to have a bathing suit you also need things to go with said bathing suit and that's mm-hmm. also the thing that freaks me out Is I'm like finding the skirt to go with it finding a wrap like where do you find your favorite uh outfit makers
3: oh yeah because you have to have the good outfit for the pool party yeah um I free people has is really good right now and they mm-hmm. have um their sizing they've definitely adjusted their sizing like i ordered an extra large and it was like too big and i'm used to like not fit into their extra large Mm -hmm. so i'm like and i'm the same size so cool definitely they've gotten better free people i think um abercrombie has cute stuff okay there's this brand called faithful the brand it's like my favorite vacation wear brand meshki has really cute stuff Mm -hmm. they go up to like 3x um oh gosh i'm blanking but honestly, as Monday Swimwear has cute cover-ups. Yes, yeah, Monday Swimwear I love is Monday swimwear. I Oh, I've that. never heard of it. Oh my gosh, you have to. And the they're, founder, The founder
1: is, or both of the founders are incredible.
3: Like the nicest, amazing humans. They're two women, Tosh and Deb. They're incredible. Huh. Um, but yeah, I think just like whatever swimsuit you feel good in, and like a crochet skirt or like cover-up, Add some accessories. A I sarong. A sarong. I used to never want to buy a sarong
1: because I was like, who buys a sarong? And That's it's like, cute. it's like the be- you're not going to be in the pool the whole time. You're going to have to get out and walk somewhere. Yeah. And like, maybe you don't want to do that in just your bathing suit. Like, throw your little sarong yeah. on. And As the matching Cis- set is good, too. I, Actually, love, I love this. I love a matching set. Thank oh, you. Oh, yeah.
2: As Cisco once said, let me see that sarong. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what are your favorite swimwear brands? Would it be Monday Swimwear
3: too? one of them? I love Monday Swimwear. I love Frankie's Bikinis. Mm-hmm. I love... I think, honestly, Good American is one of the few that is size inclusive mm-hmm. and cute and not like super, um, I feel like sometimes with with plus size swimwear, it's like a little bit like, can be feel like elderly almost. Sure. Dowdy. Like, yeah. I'm like, no, we want to work cool stuff. So like, Good American is doing awesome. I really like Skim Swim. Like, say what you want about the Kardashians, but they're doing size inclusive, mm-hmm. cool swim. Um, and then- Does Ma- Parade do swim now? They do. Do they? It's very you know, recent. I've never tried oh, their cool. stuff. Yeah, Will me you neither. Do a try
2: on for us.
1: Oh, yeah. Have them. Okay, okay, I'll add some to shit. My list. okay, cool. Oh, and
3: Monsi Swim was my favorite bikini top ever. If you have big boobs, it really mm. hoists those girls up. Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't have, know anything gotta, about that. No, but we have some <laughs> colleagues who were like, "Thank God for these big boob lists."
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's very important. I mean, that's one of that's one of the situations where having. Little boobs comes very in handy. handy. You can kind yeah. of wear anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about cups in bathing suits? Like, I know whenever I buy a bathing suit, if they it's got a- They always come out. They always come out, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, like the padding? The padding, yeah. Oh, I hate them. Why are we even doing that? Like, yeah. it's such a waste. <laughs> they don't stay in <laughs> place. No, they like ball up, and then it's like, what's going on and there? They like, flip over. The first thing I do is I just rip them, them out. Take them out, yeah. It's good but bye. I,
2: I guess know. you could always use the, you know those little hacky sacks that people throw around in the pool? You could use it as that.
1: Yeah, if you want to look like you have a thousand nipples. <laughs> True.
2: <laughs> True. Oh, my God. What general tips would you give somebody who's nervous going into summer about being, quote, beach ready, whatever the fuck uh-huh. that
3: means? Um, OK, I think it's always important to remember no one cares about you as much as you do. Yep. We all are thinking about what we look like and ourselves way more Than anyone else. Like we're all a little bit narcissistic in that way. Sometimes where we think like. Oh my god everyone at the pool is looking at me. I promise you. They're all thinking that about themselves. Like we're all more worried about ourselves. I would say also start wearing your swimsuit around your house. Like before you're going anywhere. Mm. Like look at yourself in the mirror. Put your swimsuit on. Like look at yourself. Stop hiding. Um, And feel how
1: it feels.
3: Feel how it feels. Wear it around. Take time to shop and like find a swimsuit. That really makes you feel confident i think sometimes like i have a friend who's just like overwhelmed so then when it comes around she's like oh i don't have anything Mm -hmm. because it's overwhelming to her i Mm -hmm. promise just like push through it and try and try of stuff on and and find something that you do like so that when you do have something to wear some suit to you're you're not like oh shit i don't have anything yeah um i think also i mean we talked about the spray tan i think um what are other things i do before um jewelry Jewelry, accessories, of course. Mm. Um, I mean, but it's really also just like a mindset thing. I think I, as cheesy as it sounds, fake it until you make it mm-hmm. because as in euphoria or whatever, with confidence, she was, she was, uh, I can't remember the direct quote, but it's like, no one knows if it's real or not. Yeah. And honestly, you trick yourself into being confident and actually feeling it. Just fake it till you make it like walk into the pool do your best and try not to be like hunched over and fidgety. Like walk in there like you feel like a,
1: Amazing. the hottest yeah. person yeah. Who,
3: in your mind. And people will pick up on that energy. And like. And they that, do treat you differently.
1: Yeah. They really do. And I think that like so I did that after my shopping thing. I had that pool party where my friend was feeling weird. And I came out being like I'm the baddest bitch at this party or whatever. Yeah looking back on the pictures, I look exactly how I normally do, if not worse. Oh no, <laughs> I don't believe but, that. No, but worse. no, no, I don't no. believe that. But everyone was so, like, good vibes to me because I think I was putting out good vibes as well. And so that, sure. like, when that's happening, just kind of, like, like, bask in it.
3: Yeah. Like, I remember one time I was seeing this guy when I was living in LA and he invited me over to his house to go to the pool for the afternoon. Mm. Which, like, as confident as I am, still being in a swimsuit, around men i'm interested in is still i get yeah. really nervous yeah and so i remember sitting in my car i'd like drove a fiat 500 when i lived in la i was like sitting there looking in the tiny mirror it's like this big and i'm like you're gonna go in there and you're gonna be the hottest bitch this guy has ever seen you're gonna walk in there and he's gonna think i am lucky that yeah. this girl's over on my. on like i gave myself a pep talk out yeah. loud
0: yes out loud that's yeah and yeah. i was like an isa
1: ray mirror talk yes and i yeah. was like okay
3: here we go and then had
2: an amazing time amazing yeah well if there's nobody there to give you a pep talk if the collective
1: s- doesn't already exist and there yeah, you go you, you have be to be your, your collective
2: yeah. see yes. <laughs> <Be> the
0: collective <laughs>
2: Something else that you talk about that I think is really, really important is exercising not for the sake of changing your body, but just for feeling
3: your best.
2: Yeah. Did you always feel that way or was that a mental shift that you had to go through?
3: Um, growing up, we were always very active. I always played sports, tennis, volleyball. My family was very active. My dad played rugby. He still plays rugby. My mom would always work out. She loves spin class. Like mm-hmm. growing up, she would wake up at 5am and go to spin class every day. Whew. Like she just was active. She like loved it. And I actually think it, it was modeled to be a pretty healthy thing in my house. It's just like something that we do. We lived in Colorado, yeah. we would go for bike rides. So I think I wasn't taught that an exercise was a bad, was a punishment for food. Right. But still there was some language of like, oh, I need to burn this off. I need to do this. um, Or I need to do this in order to eat that cheeseburger later or whatever it Mm -hmm. is, just because there's so much of that messaging around us. Um, And I think for a while, I definitely had more of a mindset around exercising just to lose weight. But now that it's just part of my routine, like, you just see how much better you feel. And also, like, I want to be able to do things. Like, I'm going hiking for my 30th birthday in Italy in August. And I'm, like, been doing the Stairmaster like crazy. And it's not because I'm trying to lose weight or anything. It's because I'm, like, I don't want to get to the freaking mountains in Italy and be, like, I can't hike. You know what I mean? So for me, I, I feel pretty lucky that I haven't had to have like a major shift around Mm -hmm. that mindset because Mm -hmm. it was modeled pretty well to me growing up. Um, But I know it's hard, but I think if people are in that mindset, the best thing to do is to just focus on movement that really brings you joy and just- Non-workout workouts. Non-workout workouts Mm -hmm. and try and just make it part of your routine and take away that language of like you're doing it as like a punishment for what you eat or something. Do you have a favorite workout? Honestly, I just started weightlifting on my own. Ooh. I love Emily lifting. loves lifting. Weightlifting
2: is I the love best. It. <laughs> it's so like much. so hard to explain what a boost it is, like hitting yeah. those measurable goals and realizing, mm-hmm. wow, I can lift. Like I'm strong. Yeah. Because you just, as a girl, when growing up, you're just not taught that. It's important to be strong. Right. So like realizing how strong you are is so empowering.
3: Yeah, I love it. What about you? What are your favorite workouts?
1: I've been wanting to try kettlebell.
2: Ooh,
3: oh, try it. kettlebell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have any favorites. We're we're going through a bunch of these class smasher we've been passing. Trying, cool. Yeah,
2: we've been trying a lot of different classes and doing mm. reviews. But I actually think that's a really good way to get into working out not for the sake of changing your body is like, oh, that class seems fun. I'll t- go try that class. Yeah, you you, know? you
1: brought up trips too, which I think is a big part of like why you shouldn't like wait to have your summer body to enjoy a summer. Like, yeah. because you're not going to plan trips or plan to go anywhere if you're like feeling shit about yourself. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite non-workout workouts is if you're in a new place, um, exploring. Oh my God. Or yeah. like walking, walking, sightseeing. Walking. or yeah. yeah.
3: You'll get down vacation. You can have so many steps. Like mm-hmm. if you're like on an active vacation, like, when I was in Europe last summer, I could not believe how many steps I was getting. I was exhausted. Yeah. I was having a great time. And oh, you're yeah. seeing
1: all the stuff that's important, too. Like, it's not, like, yeah. I am not doing it because I'm trying to work out. I'm doing it because when is the next time I'm going to be here and be able to see this building or this cat, this
3: cat <laughs> in like Turkey when explore. we were
1: exploring or whatever? Like, you know, their cats or and dogs are taken care of by the municipality.
3: No, I did not know that. Oh, yeah.
1: It's the best place to go because you can just pet things as you go okay that's like my dream. whole family was getting mad at me because they were like remy we are on a schedule like you can't keep stopping for these cats
2: <laughs> but you're like no I, I have to though you don't understand <laughs> they're, oh, but my I must. Cats yeah. they're mine They're mine now. um you know it's all coming back to me now i remember we we had a conversation at that spotify supper about mm-hmm. you
3: going on a solo trip to yes. italy yeah was that last summer that you did that that was last summer i traveled around yara for six like six weeks um, All by yourself. I met up with friends for part of it, and then I would be like solo for part of it. It was the best thing I ever did. I think every woman in her twenties and thirties should do a solo trip. Mm. It is the biggest confidence test, to your confidence and confidence builder. And it, I think everyone should gets do you it.
1: out of your comfort zone. You oh, have to yeah. make friends everywhere that you are,
3: literally, it's and like, you will. You will. It's it's crazy. But I think.
1: Please have your location shared with a friend or five. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah, my dad used to make me watch Taken every time I'd like go oh, abroad gosh. or whatever. I was like I got it, but also,
2: wait, you're that's right. so funny. Yeah, <laughs> he was instilling wow. the fear in you. Yeah, um, have fun. <laughs> so get kid- kidnapped. God. So do you think that that
3: trip boosted your confidence just because like you had to figure it out on your own? Oh my god, so much. Like before that trip, I hadn't really traveled alone, and I was kind of in a bad place and it really just shook me out of like um, my funk, I guess I could, Mm -hmm. I would say it made me grow in confidence so much. Like I, this sounds silly, but I had never really, taken like very much public transportation before because i lived in los angeles and colorado like what? Yeah, right iowa like i i hadn't it really just pushed me and like i had no choice but to figure it out on my own and i like i rented a car in italy and actually like he showed up to my hotel with the rental car and he's like we upgraded you to the suv and i'm like why Thank i wanted the tiny car <laughs> and i was driving through these streets in florence and i was like I got onto the highway after I got out of the city and I just started crying. And I, I was like, I can't even imagine. I was yeah. like, there's so many times, like it was like a release of like, I always would think, Oh, I'm going to wait for my boyfriend because like he would drive or like wait mm. for a man to do this because he needs to do this. And I was like, I proved to myself that I did it. And I was fucking terrified, but I did it. And like, it's so silly, but I just like cried this release of like, Holy shit. I'm doing this totally on my own. I'm mm-hmm. really proud of myself. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of like what they say about learning a
2: language that the best way to do it is to go to a place where nobody speaks English and yeah. you just don't have a choice. Yeah. And But that's so scary. Like for me, that's, that's scary, even though I do know that's the most effective way. Oh, like it's I'm terrifying. listening to you talk right now and I'm like... I can't imagine traveling by myself. There's something you about it. never travel by yourself? No, I haven't. A- always with oh, people. Oh my God,
1: I highly recommend it to any girls in their 20s and 30s. <laughs> 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 Especially ones with driving involved, literally. One of my, my like solo trip was down the California one
3: oh, I, highway yep. and it was
1: a 12 hour drive by myself and it Ooh. was the best time of my life. And you can't do it anymore because a lot of that highway has fallen into the sea. Yeah. So oh, do shit. the shit now.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah, before we're all underwater. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, yeah. Ryan, I actually just want to ask you, can you tell us about The Confident Collective a little bit? Yeah. How did it start? And what do you guys talk about on your podcast? Yeah.
3: So The Confident Collective started oh my God, in 2019. Basically, my friend Christina and I, she's also a curve model and content creator. We would get messages all the time that were like, how do I get your confidence? Like, I want to be confident. I how, how? How do I do this? And it's just not something you can really answer in a DM or like the caption of an Instagram post. Yeah. And we also saw the need for community. And so we started it by doing it. Actually, we hosted monthly fitness events in LA because um, movement is always very important to us and has been a huge part of us finding our confidence and feeling confident but going to a new gym or a workout class mm-hmm. is kind of terrifying mm-hmm. um especially in LA so we oh my wanted God. to wait right? why I, I haven't it's been to LA a- well, well
2: everything just, in LA is
3: terrifying to me are- but
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think
3: just like no matter where you are like even when I started going to my new gym here in Brooklyn the first day I went I was so terrified it's just new yeah you you're it's intimidating it's it's just new and kind of scary they're so white yeah yeah you know and you just it's it it can just be a lot so we started hosting monthly fitness events where women could come and try a workout move their body and like meet other women in la so we were focusing on movement female connection um those were the two main movement and and female connection um and then we uh, 2020 came and we couldn't do that anymore so we started the podcast where we kind of just went deeper talking about all things that like affect your confidence. We talk, I talk a lot about my sex life on there. I used to not Mm -hmm. anymore. Um, uh, dating. Christina's married with two kids. So she talks about motherhood and how her, how that has kind of shifted like her perception of herself, like physically and mentally. Um, we kind of cover it all. Um, and then we just had our, our first like big event back, which was the pool party. So we're hoping to do more events like that where women can make friends, Build community Mm -hmm. and build confidence. So that's our our main goal, and we need to have you on the podcast. Oh my god, we we would love love to. (laughs) to.
1: I also just want to figure out like a pool party that we can all go to together before the summer is over. That That would be really or a
3: beach day like a a body pause beach day. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I'm new to New York. That's my first summer in New York. So like I will happily like come to the Hamptons or anything. Like if you guys want to invite me (laughs) for sure, (laughs) like I am available. So. Very I, good to know. Yeah, I have so no good car, no <laughs> place to stay. So I really bring nothing to the table, but I am a good to uh, no, know you you bring <laughs> a lot.
2: Well, thank you.
1: <laughs> you bring yourself. Um, also, there's way closer beaches. Is
2: I'm not. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm not quite fancy enough for the Hamptons. I can offer you a trip down the shore. Okay, I'm
3: down for that, too. All right. Everyone just keeps telling me like, oh, the Hamptons, the Hamptons. I'm like, OK, like, oh, well, let's go. It's, there's a lot of ticks there. Oh, really? If you're trying to get there Lyme are, disease,
1: go to the They're t-
2: really, oh, I mean, you <laughs> oh, avoid God. the tall grass. You, I mean, there are, you know, you can avoid the ticks. There's other stuff at the Jersey Shore, too. Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> There's something at every beach, but um, okay. as long as you're there, we'll be delighted. Um, Amazing. I, I think this episode will be very inspiring to anybody who hasn't taken full reign of their summer yet, because yeah. I, I know personally that I still have those thoughts of like, I can't really summer properly. I can't travel properly if I don't feel yeah. that my body is where it needs to be. And it's like your your body is your body and it's where it needs to be all the time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 And exactly. it's, it's also just not realistic. Like just, just as you said, you know, 60 days before summer begins, it's yeah. like, get your butt into gear. And it's like, nobody changed their entire body in 60 days. So, no. so just let's also, forget who that. Who are we doing this for? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. For other people,
1: if if you're doing it to get a get a partner, that partner is going to know you in the fall too. <laughs> true,
3: true. Yeah.
1: Anyway, this was fab. Thank you again Thank for you. coming on. Follow Rayanne. Rayanne, where can they follow you? I am
3: at Rayanne R-A-E-A-N-N, Langas. R a e a n n l a n g a s across everything. Amazing.
1: Now it's time for our favorite segment of the episode, Last Licks. Last (laughs) Licks? Presented by Panera. It's officially summer salad season at Panera and they're celebrating by bringing back their iconic strawberry poppy seed salad with chicken. This delicious salad is served only when the strawberries are in peak season because that's when they are the juiciest and taste the best. Topped with a poppy seed dressing, this craveable salad is only around through the end of summer, so swing by your neighborhood Panera and try it today.
2: Okay. I'm officially hungry. So let's dive into our last licks. Remy, kick us off. Okay.
1: So this is in the spirit of the salad with fruit in it, which I know that you had never tried a salad with fruit in it.
2: Very complicated relationship in history with them.
1: Yes. But now we love, and also just fruit in general in the summer is like my favorite thing. And I feel like this last lick is like a lot of people might think it's like a cop out because there's going to be no
2: recipe or no anything pizzazz. like that.
1: Yeah. It is just one solitary peach.
2: Oh, okay. No, actually, I'm intrigued because yeah. peaches is very difficult. Like yes. you wait for weeks <laughs> for that peach to ripen mm-hmm. and then it's ripe for like, what? 10 hours mm-hmm. and then you miss the window and it's completely gone. I've stopped buying them altogether because yeah. I just can't take the heartbreak. Yeah. And the peach season is short itself, like they
1: have a whole Seinfeld episode about it like when mm-hmm. the peaches are ready. So I uh went to the grocery store late the other night and I like wanted I usually have a little candy before bed. It's Reese's, a Sweet Treat or a, a Sour Patch or something like that. And I was like really craving, I was just like, I just want like a peach. Like I saw them and I was like, is it time? And I went over and I felt a bunch of them and they were already perfect and I like went home and my boyfriend and I, we each got a peach for ourselves and then we just, you know how you have to like eat them standing because they're so juicy. Oh yeah, usually over the sink. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And we just, we had just like a little peach fest. Oh, that's so cute. It was, and they were so good. And I, I was like, I woke up in the morning feeling better too and I was like,
2: Hmm, A little more water content, Mm -hmm. a little, you know, a nice little burst of sugar. That's, I'm very happy for you. Thank you. A bedtime peach. A bedtime peach. It sounds really nice. Yeah. I had bedtime cherries last night, um, which are also in season, but that is not my last lick.
1: Okay. Oh, wait, can I say something else about the peaches? And what was great is it was a, a nighttime purchase, which means if I had not bought those peaches... They, they could have gone bad. You're
2: so right. As fickle as they are, you know, it was like, it was like getting a little. That also means that you saved somebody else from potentially a bad peach. A bad peach, mm-hmm. which is nothing short of heartbreaking. I know that <laughs> sounds dramatic, but it's not. Mm-hmm. I've cried over bad peaches before. Peaches have been people's
1: homes before. Repeat that. <laughs> the James and the Giant Peach. Reference. Oh,
2: that is that was so obscure. Yeah, I grew up loving peaches so much that we used to get the yogurt with the little chunks of peaches. Yes, and I would just eat the chunks. So out. good. I've I've always loved them,
1: and those ones are always in season.
2: Always in season. because they're like
1: preserved by the yogurt.
2: The Dannon peaches. <laughs> Anybody try them? So happy for you. Maybe thank you. Bedtime fruit is going to be your new thing. I think so. Um, what is your last lick? So. This one caught me by surprise. Dear listeners, when's the last time you had a baklava? That's so weird that you say that because
1: I was going to buy baklava on Peach Night.
2: Really? Yeah. They had baklava at the at grocery, the grocery store? store. Crazy. Because for me, when I go to a restaurant, whether it's a Greek restaurant or other restaurants, it seems to be kind of a favorite dessert. Yeah. Of restaurants. Like yeah. it's on a lot of menus. But I always see it. And if I'm craving dessert and I see the baklava, I'm like, fuck the baklava. Why? I, I don't know, Remy. For some reason, I just I am a
1: baklava.
2: <laughs> I love baklava. baklava so love much. Girl. Oh my god. Um, no, I fell back in love with baklava yeah. and I realized that I've been snubbing baklava. Mm. Oh, also, this past winter, I got that style of hat that was called... It's called a balaclava. You know what I'm talking about? It, like, covers your whole face. Was calling it baklava for six (laughs) months straight. Did not realize that it was a different word.
1: Just telling people, you're like, oh, I'm really happy that I have this baklava on my head. It Mm -hmm. just adds to my quality of life. And they're like, is she okay?
2: (laughs) I love having a baklava on my face. It just (laughs) keeps me nice and toasty. Um, No, but this is your reminder. If you haven't had it in a while, I would say... A year or more. Mm-hmm. Try it next Hell time yeah. you're out. You oh get my a god, baklava. it's so good.
1: Do you eat it? Do you just bite into it, or do you separate layers? Like, what are we? How do you?
2: I picked it up with my hands. Yeah, because I feel like whenever you stick a fork in, it, it just disintegrates. Yeah, um, completely falls apart. Like the the structural integrity. I really flies want to apart
1: tell... like a Nutri-Grain bar,
2: right? And or Nature and Valley bar. The Nature Valley bars yeah. are just not good. Yeah, like because the structural integrity—it's like kind of the same idea, right? That's what I want in a sweet treat. Yeah, so I actually just picked it up and ate it like a brick. Yeah, and it was a good way to do it.
1: I usually split sections, but um, horizontally instead of vertically. Okay, so layer
2: by layer. Yeah, layers, and that's fun because you can savor it. Exactly. I don't know. I saw this video of Kourtney Kardashian eating a Kit Kat in layers, and I was like. I feel like you're ruining the Kit Kat. No,
1: sometimes it's all about like how you want it to be combined. Like if you want more pistachios and more flaky, like pick it apart and put them together.
2: Oh, like wrap the phyllo around more filling. You know how
1: sometimes you'll like reorient a cupcake? I don't know if you've ever done this, but sometimes I'll take the (laughs) bottom of a cupcake off and then I smash it on top. So it becomes like a sandwich.
2: That's actually so smart. Thank and I, I saw it
1: on TikTok, I think.
2: I was going to say, I doubt you made that up because now not. that you said it, it feels very intuitive, <laughs> but like it just Wait, it seems like it's a, intuitive, but I couldn't think of it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, well, what I'm saying is I don't think you made it up because it seems like Somebody Other people would have, have made that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like somebody would have thought to do that. Because yeah. there is a huge discrepancy between the bottom and the top. For sure. Like, you know, and and always way too much icing on and top. And
1: even before this hack, I would take icing and put it on different parts or whatever just to make sure that we were having the perfect bite every time.
2: Yeah, and I do that with salads too. Try to get the perfect, perfect bite, bite every, every time. time. Mm-hmm. A good raish. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Guys – That's it for Last Licks, presented by Panera. Make sure to swing by Panera and try any of their delicious salads this summer, whether it's their iconic strawberry poppy seed salad or their all-new Southwest Caesar salad with chicken. It's the perfect spot to grab some tasty, freshly prepared food, whether you're on the go or catching up with friends.
1: Enjoy a Panera salad today, like the strawberry poppy seed salad, by ordering in Panera's app or online at panerabread.com. That is P-A-N-E-R-A bread.com. You guys, that is it for today's episode. Be sure to send your questions or worries about bathing suit parties to dst at betches.com. You can get them answered by us. Um, You can also follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram.
2: Yes, and if you like this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe. And of course, follow me at Lubination.
1: And follow me at Remy Casimir. And you guys, remember, we're always with you
2: through thick and thin.
1: Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander.
2: Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to DST at betches.com or your voicemails to 212 287 5650.
0: Betches.